Yo, some motherfucking fake podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, meaning from related, along with any of the goddamn thing we're going to talk about, coming to you live, direct, proof of concept, studios, what is up? Yo, I see you got a, I see you got a fresh cut. Hey, hey, you know, just, you know, yeah. Yeah. Did you do it yourself? I did it myself. Does it look like it? It looks like I did it myself. (laughs) Fucked up. <laughs> Dude, I've I've been waiting for that. Uh, no, 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 no. Your 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 lines are sharp, though. I got to give it to you. Um, I appreciate that, my friend. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a, like a like a home setup? Because like getting the back and the sides evenly. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. It's tough, and it's tough, man. Because uh, where we used to live, uh, it was a perfect setup. Because they got the mirror, and then you had a wall directly on the side of the mirror mm. that was like facing or just like on the edge of the mirror. And so I had another like swivel mirror that I bought and I just put it on the, um, uh, the, whatchamacallit who is it? Uh, so I just put it on that wall. And so then I could, I had it so I could just swivel that mirror around, line up the back and do all this other stuff. Now I've got no fucking wall. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking pissed. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to just move back to the house just for that. Why don't you get like a, why don't you get just like a mirror frame and attach it to the wall behind you? Like, but like something that looks like it's supposed to be there too far away, too far away. Um, damn. Used to be mm. able to like pull it closer. You know what I mean? So what I've, I've yeah. I think I'm going to do is I'm just going to use that same mirror setup I had, but I'm just going to have to put it on the same wall as the mirror that's in front of me. Uh, not going to be great. Not going to have a lot of room to work with, but it'll still be something. Uh, yeah. Do you trust your lady to do it for you? Fuck no. It's like yeah. she's, she's, <laughs> she's offered and I'm sure she'll do a fine job, but I don't, I've always had this mentality. Right. And it's, it's stupid. Uh, but it's kind of like the mentality that like, if I get used to it, her doing it, then if she weren't around, what am I just not going to fucking cut my hair? Cause she's not around. No, I got to still cut my goddamn hair. See, so, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I, I don't trust the lack of melanin in, in order to like <laughs> get my I mean, shit right. I mean that too. So, uh, there's always, there's always that part of it. Uh, you know, Yo, if, if I was so dating somebody I, who was black, maybe, uh, somebody who's white. No, I don't, I don't trust it at all. I yeah. I, I made that mistake one time. I remember I was in like, yeah, you know, I was in panic mode. I like, I, I had like a, <laughs> I think a big like work trip coming up. Yeah. I think I was like going to Portland or something like that. And I didn't have any, like, I was like, yo, I look rough. I need a haircut. I look like I look now. I need a haircut. I needed to shave. Beard wasn't right. No, no, nothing was right so i'm like fuck and this was at like i think i had like a monday morning flight so this was like sunday evening right and i'm like fuck where can i go at like sunday at six o'clock to a barbershop to get a haircut and like you know get a decent haircut right so i found one barbershop that stayed open until 10 p.m on a sunday night which was i think this is during football season so that should have been a huge red flag right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> but, but i didn't have any options at the time right so I, yeah. I walk in and then there's two dudes right but like one dude had like white guy he had like a spiky hair with gauges and tattoos and a nose ring i looked at him and i was like yo fuck no fuck no <laughs> fuck no and the other guy was, you know, he didn't have the spiky hair and the gauges, but he had like tattoos and he had on like the red leather vest, like he was in Sons of Anarchy. But if he was, he would have definitely been like a snitch. Um, so I'm like, nah, I, I can't list. Right. So, th- so there was like, there was a woman in the back, right. You know, white woman. And I was like, fuck, you know, like I, yeah. I trust her more than I trust these two guys. Um, so yeah, when I sat there, 
Oh my God. Big mistake. So, uh, when I sat down and she was like, Oh, you know, like, you know, I, I asked her like, you know, have you ever cut someone with like my type of hair before? She was like, yeah, you know, I've done it before. I, my ex-boyfriend, I used to cut his hair, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, you know, we, we can do this anyway. Um, short, yeah. Some shorten the story up. So like throughout the haircut, like she kept asking me for directions like on like like every little detail like should i make this line like sharper should i like should i trim it here should i trim it there and i'm just like yo it was like it was like uh like you get in, into like an uber and you had to tell them like every turn yeah. to make it was like well, one of those no, types of experiences it's even worse than that because it's kind of like you don't even know really because if you're so used to somebody else cutting your hair you don't fucking know if you're supposed to do this up or down or whatever the fuck your barber's just supposed to hook that shit up and you're supposed to look yeah. at it afterwards like that's what i wanted this is supposed to be a pleasurable top, experience for this me. Is, this is one of those top professions where you never want to hear the person ask you questions. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you, you're the professional. It's like you're fucking, uh, you're fucking uh, like the, your, your accountant comes up to you like, uh, uh, I don't know. What, what should we do here? Uh, you know, should, uh, do you want this sort of uh, text uh, loophole? It's like, motherfucker, you're, you're the yeah, guy. You're supposed you're to the, tell me. You're the person. I don't, I don't want my attorney asking me in court, like, yo, how should we, how should we play this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but so, so here's the funny part, though. So, so we got to the part of the haircut where she was like doing the back of my head, right? Yeah. Um, and she was like, uh, you know, she was asking me like just dumbass questions. Like, should I go lower? Should I go higher? In my mind, I'm thinking like, I don't fucking know. I can't <laughs> see behind me. Like, what the fuck are you asking me for? Use your better judgment. Just don't fuck my shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, the haircut turned out to be like, if I were to rate it on a scale of like a seven out of 10, I'd say like a seven, but it was like better than what I had before. Yeah. Um, but that, that experience, I learned to never do that shit again. And I learned how important it is. If you're cutting your hair on here at home, you gotta have the b- behind the back mirror set up. Yeah, for sure. Gotta have sure. it. There's no way for you sure. can cut your hair by well, yourself without, without the mirror behind you. Well, they got the kits and shit that you can buy, like the little like 360 joints where you can, um, you can just set it up on like the back of your door. You don't even need like a mirror, a separate mirror. Um, so I've been thinking about getting one of those. And I was like, nah, fuck it. Like, I think my system works properly. I just need to reinstall this swivel mirror. Uh, but, but yeah, man, um, I just got sick of it, man. Had to, had to, had to cut that shit off. Had to start anew. Um, and so uh, later tonight, we're definitely there, there's a lot of uh, new things. A lot of people going for that metaphorical haircut. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Christopher Nolan finest uh, finding a new home. You know, uh, we've got uh, uh, Whitney Houston, uh, the the remake of. Um, the bodyguard. I don't know why I keep saying Whitney Houston as if she's actually like in the fucking movie. She's not going to be. They're not going to reanimate her corpse and have her star in the movie uh, on a one picture deal. No, that's that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, a lot of new things going on, my friend. A lot of new things going on. That's um, going to be an interesting one. Um, but but I'll let you like get into the story and then I'll sh- I got to share some thoughts on the whole Whitney Houston thing. No, dude, that, like that's where my story begins and ends with that. Oh, show. It's, that's uh, it. So we're, we're so, doing a we're doing a this week uh next week sort of thing here uh and so yeah uh so i'm just gonna run through some things that i i saw pop up this week uh super quick uh the first one being that the uh I- iconic was in 95 i think the bodyguard was in 95 or 96 uh i'm gonna bodyguard. go with 96 
Yeah, let's let's do a, let's do a quick trivia game here. Fuck, way off. Ninety. What was it? Holy shit! It was in ninety-two. Six and two are even numbers, so I was close. <laughs> sure, that, that's that's what we call. See, a, you, you a can rationalize game. anything. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you've taught me that. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, it's my superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Kanye. Whatever you say. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, basically, yeah, she, uh, we're going to get a new, um, uh, bodyguard. I'm not sure how I feel about it though. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it in the sense that I don't really think the bodyguard was that interesting of a movie. If am I, am I out of bounds? Should I fall back? Yes. On this one? Yes. All right. Um, All right. yes. Stop it. Okay. Okay. Um, right. bodyguard, great movie. Right. And like, so the bodyguard was like one of those movies that was like, came out at the exact right time. Um, it had that like special, like just like that magic, that thing you can't, uh, the thing you can't like cast for, right? Like the thing you can't um, create in the film, it has to be like the moment, right? Um, so Whitney Houston was like this, like like you know, this uh, icon in the rising, right? At that point in time, I mean, her career was you know, she taken off, and uh, she was uh, the most talented. Uh, and I, in my opinion, I think Whitney Houston is probably the most uh, has like the greatest voice of all time. I mean, they're the people that you put on that list. You can put like Celine Dion up there. You can put Whitney Houston. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of like voice and vocals. Yeah, I think she'd go nah, on the list. Some people would Celine put Dion. like Dolly Parton up there. Um, you know, Ariana Grande, Christina Are Aguilera. Just like those really famous singers. Is that what you're? No, I'm happening? listing. And Jennifer Hudson is one of them. Like these are like the, a list of singers who are known to be like uh, powerful vocalists, not just like performers, right? Um, so those are like, like I would say like some of the singers that go on the list. Like who who else would you think of in terms of like purely like singers? vocal range? Mariah, like Mariah Carey, Carey goes on like, the list. Yeah, Mariah Carey has to be like maybe one of the top ones for me. But I yeah I don't know if I could throw Celine Dion. Yeah, I don't know. Celine I Dion. Like she's a, absolutely goes on the list i don't know I don't well know. her vocal range is like insane like she covers like the full gamut of like the vocal like uh, what is it octaves is how it's measured um sure. yeah and again you know whitney houston's one of them anyway so like this movie just came out at the right point in time perfect time in her career um kevin young kevin costner um, there was like a, a charm. stretch to say a young Kevin Costner. Yeah, he, he's always looked old. He, <laughs> he's probably 26 in this movie, but he didn't look it. No, um, no. But no, no, I, I think like just that, that secret sauce, uh, this is what that movie had. Um, so you're stepping, you know, you're swimming in treacherous waters here, like trying to remake this thing, right? Either, uh, either this thing is going to go great or you're going to go straight off of a fucking like cliff and uh, it's just going to be like a whole bad situation. It's like, and do you redo what was done in that original film where you like cast like an actual singer to reprise this role, right? Do you like well, go you, get... You would, you would have to because that's like part of the movie, right? Is that she's a... the the uh, it, it, Whitney Houston was, you know, this performer, this this superstar and kevin costers of course the bodyguard um uh and so you would have to get somebody who's even somewhat even can be if you squint hard enough is kind of in the neighborhood of uh of a whitney houston i don't even know who who the fuck would you get who would you get who's who's the personalities uh, you know what cardi b tiana taylor might actually be a not a bad singer? 
option here. Um, yeah, have you? It would have to be would, a completely uh, did, different story. It would have to be a completely different. It, it couldn't be sure, the same like, shit we got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, sure. have you, I'm not sure if you heard Tiana Taylor's last album, but it was stellar. It was a great album from like beginning to the, end. Is this the, uh, did she do one after the Kanye one? Um, what was the or Kanye was one the called? I forget. No, I yeah, so I'm pretty sure this is the one that Kanye like produced. produced. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah like, no, I'm not sure if you. Dope album. Dope album. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I guess what Tiana I'm Taylor, is, we know she's not like a vocalist. She's like yeah. a, she's a. She's a, she's a really good singer. She's a great performer. So maybe this, instead of focusing focusing on her, um, like, you know, her as like a vocalist and like this like larger than life singer, it's maybe just like her as a singer and, and like performer. Maybe you take that angle of it or something nah, like that. Did he, did um, he get Meg Thee Stallion? Maybe uh, do do you think like a rap uh, a rap artist? Yeah, would I think be... you I think you I think you go that direction because I don't really see too many singers these days that's really popping like that. You know what I mean? Like who who right now in the music industry is a pure singer who's just like oh my gosh, everybody can't get enough of this person. I mean, Ariana Grande is one, and but and she's also um, I think she's done some acting and... stints, right? Well, yeah, she started off acting, if I'm not mistaken, right on, on like the Disney Channel. Maybe um, you get Britney Spears here because, like, we she does actually need a bodyguard. So, like, you know, you can <laughs> you nah, can do her, casting auditions and her, you can her, hire somebody on the spot too. Her, like, can dad, you act and really protect? Her dad Good, would try hired. to play the bodyguard, and it's like, sir, Probably. I feel like this is <laughs> this is highly inappropriate, sir. I don't, this, <laughs> I don't think we should be doing this. It's a completely different story. It's, it's, yeah, it, it should be cast out in uh, Utah, is where where we should film this. <laughs> Oh shit! That would uh, yeah, that would be really interesting though. That would not be interesting. That would be that would literally be called. That's what they, that was what we call incest. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, they did smash in the incest. movie. Yeah. <sighs> Yikes! That's, that's the whole point of the thing is that they fall in love. What the fuck? <laughs> I forgot about that. I just thought he was a bodyguard. I forget they fell in love. <laughs> what the hell? I thought he was a professional. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. That much of a professional to you? Uh, he, he looks like he he knows how to fuck shit up royally. Uh, just kidding, Kevin. I love you. I don't love you. And also, like, do you that. cast like that same style of bodyguard where uh, he didn't look like a bodyguard at all? Like, could you go get like Mayweather's bodyguards who uh, are all like, like six a bodyguard eight? from out in like the nineties, though. Like the t- you know typical like FBI looking motherfucker or the yeah, like like former former cop, former yeah. like secret yeah. But like yeah, it's 2021, yeah, right? Like now you need like the oh, you know yeah, Mayweather's yeah. bodyguards. No, no, like yeah, you, you got to from... get some dude. He he can't have a neck. That's that's number one. Yeah, he yeah. No, you got to get like a, a former athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah some yeah, shit yeah. like that. Yeah, some dude who for some reason was kicked out of the league because he was using performance enhancing drugs. Uh, Greg Hardy doesn't care. <laughs> Yo, you know how many fights would be on set? <laughs> Greg Hardy. <laughs> Like immediately, as soon as he gets on set, he's knocking at least four people out for no apparent yeah. reason. All of them, like really just scrawny people who he knows he can beat up, uh, but he just does it because like 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 key grips, like guys who are holding boom mics. Like <laughs> yeah. he just punches dude, him in the I, stomach for no reason while he's yeah. holding the boom mic. <laughs> the guy who's <laughs> miking him up, I'm just like dude, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but in speaking of. Um, you know, kind of remakes. Uh, the, the I saw the trailer for I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, this is, just as we talked about with the bodyguard, this is a case of like, do we, I feel like we already did this as well as it can be done. 
You know, like, I feel like we don't need to revisit this. Like, there's, like, and and what they tend to do, man, is that they upgrade shit for, like, the newer generation, and they make it for the newer generation, but it just, like, it, it comes across as, like, just absolutely hollow in that they just they throw they the same premise right basically maybe they switch around genders or some shit right and then they put some sort of social angle on top and then they're like yes right you like huh this this is this is this is what you want huh and it's like no motherfucker i don't just give me something new like you don't have to revisit old shit yeah, I do hate um, like the social commentary. Sometimes they like force into movies. You know, you think back to like in the '90s, right? You had some like you know cheesy action movie with like Bruce Willis in it or whatever, right? His taglines were always simple, where it's like you know yippee kaye, motherfucker, or source nigger, you know, like uh, what what do you say, hasta la vista, or you know, it would always be something like cheesy and corny like that, but it worked, right? Um, well, I, I think say, it worked for the 90s. Say goodnight to baby and then bang. Like, you know, some shit. Like, it, it, would, like, it worked for the 90s, right? But, like, yeah, now it's it's it 2021. You got to, um, like, force commentary. And I just don't want to see some shit where they're, like, um, where, like, someone is about to shoot. Like, someone's about to shoot the bad guy. They're, like, Black Lives Matter. Boom. Like, <laughs> what? Or, like, All Lives Matter. Boom. Like, come on. That's, um, let's, let's stop. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I think I I, I hate the I, I hate the heavy-handed part of it, but I hate both the combination of the heavy-handed part of it because it's so transparent. You know, there's no there's no like nuance in it. There's just hey, here's this social issue that we read people care about and want to just put in here so you'd watch. Um, and then you also have that with the fact that this is an uh, an IP that we've already seen, right? So like with I know what you did last summer. Like, we've already been there, done that, like, three times, right? Like, there's, if I'm not mistaken, weren't there, there was at least two uh, that I know of. I know what you did last summer, uh, and then I still know what you did last summer, which, that was, that was pretty ballsy of them to. Yeah, to, no, I think, and then it was like, wasn't it another one? Like, I didn't forget what you did the summer I before. Wouldn't doubt <laughs> it uh, at all. Uh, but it's just kind of like, give me something new, but have something new to say. Or give me, if you're going to give me the old thing, have something new to say about it. And oftentimes they don't have anything new to say so much as they just take some, they just air mail like some social issue and they just plaster that over the top, throw in some fucking newer catchphrases and shit and then be like, hey, you know, watch this. And it's no, I have no interest in, you know, I, I would be really interested to know of this younger generation if they do watch shit like this. Like if they really do watch things that are like remade from old shit and if they feel like, oh, yeah, this is this is cool. I want to do like a poll. I want to do a poll. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine so. Right. Because there's got to be a reason why these studios are choosing to invest like millions of dollars in these like remakes. Right. There's got to be an audience of kids who uh, for them, this might be their first time seeing I know what you did last summer, Um, uh, you know, Fuck them. Fuck all those, all those, <laughs> these like new younger people who this is their first time seeing it. This is like, you know, the, the TikTok generation um, who's like, oh, Ice Cube, like he's a good rapper. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's a, he's a really good actor. He does those funny kid movies. And it's like, well, do you know he was in like a, you know, the rap group in WA? They're like, really? What's NWA? No. But I what's mean, that? I, but, but that's, but that's, that's like saying though that like we should be fully conscious of shit that was going on like the seventies and and maybe the early eighties. And it's like, nah, I don't. 
and I feel no responsibility. Yeah, but this is this isn't yeah. this isn't about us holding ourselves accountable, right? This is just about this is an opportunity for us to shit on them. So let's take it. <laughs> um, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, like like. But, but to your point about this movie, right? I just hope that like this is, you know, if they're going to redo it, redo it, but tell like a new, fresh, interesting story. Don't just like recast a bunch of like young, pretty people and get like a TikTok star or a Twitch yeah, streamer that seems to or something like the, the formula is just to get somebody who's fucking super young. And then, you know, they've got a following on social media and then they just do stupid shit to like post on social media. And it's just like, is this working? Is this actually working? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Could you imagine like being the director on like one of these types of films and like you like you really want to do like you want to do like good shit, right? You want to do like uh, the, the the shit James Cameron and and fucking um who's the uh the director we just you just mentioned Nolan, earlier who's going to Universal like Christopher Nolan and you you want to do like the edgy fun creative genre, you know, forward pushing stuff but then they're like yeah we want you to direct um i know what <laughs> I you know did you last summer remake <laughs> and you're like my entire life i've worked hard to establish myself here as a respected director and yeah you want me to do what okay well, I'll, I'll take the money to be fair but just put my name at the very end of the credits <laughs> yeah you're the main you're the director and you're like eh, you know what just keep my name off it's fine Nobody yeah. makes <laughs> you're gonna um, wear that kanye mask yeah <laughs> throughout the entire production no one's gonna know i was here uh so uh so let's talk real quick man norm mcdonald man um passed away man 61 um had a battle with uh with with cancer uh norm mcdonald i thought was one of those people who was like he came from an era and obviously everybody or a lot of people know him from um like uh, snl saturday, yeah saturday night live i don't know i said it like that uh saturday night live um but he was he was like one of those dudes who uh i didn't quite see that often but whenever i did i would my ears would perk up because it was always like even as a kid, I found him to be hilarious and I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. Um, and so going back and watching a lot of those skits from, you know, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s, uh, seeing some of the stuff that 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 he did, man. Uh, hilarious. Now, I know he did a lot of stuff outside of just uh, SNL. Um, like I, I know he worked for the Dennis Miller show, although Dennis Miller is kind of a little piece of shit, but we'll we'll. You know, we'll forgive that. Uh, uh, he did weekend update for uh, from on SNL from 1986 to 91. Um, he wrote for Roseanne. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see some some other things here, but uh, in in any event, like I, I I just think he's just he was such a talented dude, man. Um, and I, I feel like we're getting towards that age, man. We're now. A lot of those dudes that we thought would just like live forever, we just like took for granted that they're going to live forever. I believe that the bell is going to toll for a lot of people, man. Here, here coming soon, especially people that we grew up with. You know, like, you know, thinking of just even his generation of like, you know, the the Will Ferrells of the world and you know the the Eddie Murphys uh, of the world. They're all getting really fucking old, dude. Uh, like yeah. I, I was reading something about like Martin Scorsese the other day and I was like, yo, this dude's like fucking like seven somewhere like deep seventies or early eighties. Dude, Martin yeah, I mean, Scorsese like, fuck. Like you look at like Schwarzenegger, right? All the like big action stars we grew up with, like those guys are all like seventy. 
Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme, they're in their like late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. And these, you know, when you think about like 90s action hero movies, those are the guys you think about. I think Bruce Willis is like 72 or some old shit like that. I'm like, you know, it's it's crazy. But like Norm MacDonald, um, he's one of those comedians who I think he's best known for his like voice work, right? Is is a guy that I mean, he's a very funny comedian, but like it was his his like a uh, dictation, his like speech pattern, his voice that like really like made him that separated him out from a lot of other comedians, kind of like a Bernie Mac, right? Whereas like his yeah. voice was as much of a tool as his like uh, as like the comedy and like the things he was saying. Um, I really I, I I've watched like all of Norm Macdonald's uh, stand up specials on like uh, Netflix and I think he's got some on Hulu as well, um, but actually more recently I've like somewhat like rediscovered like his work through um like you know watching kids animated cartoons and movies with my, my daughter because he does a lot of like voice work for um you know I think he's he's in like how to train your dragon or like uh lands landscapers it's like another like spinoff of how to train your dragons mm-hmm. um kid show uh, as well as another kid show it's like an animated show that she's watching and like he again he has a very distinct unique voice um so you know I think he's one of those uh, you know writers, actors, comedians in in Hollywood who's just done so much great work for so long. Um, someone you may not know, like you know, not like an A-list guy, and that's not a knock on him, but like he's one of those like actors who you've seen him in so many things, you've heard his voice in so many things, and you may not have been able to put a face to a name, but um, you know he was very very talented nonetheless. So you know, yeah. rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. Um, that's a tough loss. Yeah, man. Um... But uh, but trekking forward here. Um, so we got our first look at uh, Peacemaker and I did download or not download, but I did take a screenshot uh, of the let me see if I can pull this up here. I want to try to work some fourth quarter magic here. Ah, here we go. OK, OK. Let me see if I can make this work. Hold on. Hold on. I can do this. I'm. Yeah, you got I'm it. Figure it out. Talented. Boom. Problem solving. There we go. Um, so yeah, man, we get our first look at Peacemaker, uh, which is obviously the offshoot of um, Suicide uh, or The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. Uh, obviously, having John Cena in it, and along with a lot of other people, but John Cena played, of course, Peacemaker, who was this just like blind patriot motherfucker who just would do anything to protect or quote unquote protect his 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 country uh so going so far as to say he would eat an island full of dicks uh if it meant uh he were protecting his country um you know i'm interested to see what a peacemaker series is going to look like because it's obviously going to be a lot different or not maybe not a lot different but it's going to be different than what james gunn brought to us with uh, the Suicide Squad, um, and so I'm curious to to see sort of what that looks like because you know we got a very sarcastic, um, uh, humorous uh, sort of turn from John Cena as Peacemaker, but what does that look like um, without James Gunn? You know, kind of uh, leading the ship. Uh, so. You know who knows, but we get our we get our first images uh, of the uh, um, uh, of the spinoff show. So, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. I, I hope they give some like background and context, right? Because um, so if you've ever seen the Watchmen film, um, you remember the character, the comedian. So yeah. uh, 
It was, and and I believe uh, I have. I hope I don't have this uh, mixed up here. So it was uh, the comedian's character who uh, inspired uh, the peace uh, peacemaker, um, like that. And and there were like Watchmen before them, but like the comedian and like events that took place after Doctor Manhattan, or or during the time of that Doctor Manhattan before he like blew up like New York City. Uh, I think the police or the a peacemaker was like uh, recruited in like, like the military or something like that. And he would go on to become the peacemaker, but his character was inspired by the comedian who were like a government, uh, kind of like the Avengers, right? They were like hired by the government to um, use their powers to like help, you know, keep peace and order. Uh, but eventually like, like all great superheroes, like, you know, eventually they get to a point where they become like, you know, hated by the public. Right. And that's what happened with Watchmen. Um, and that's, that all of that inspired or led to uh, um, uh, Peacemaker and like this 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 band of uh, other like cast members and you know I, I believe the story that they're going to tell here is like both how he came to be Peacemaker, um, the team of the team that he worked with, and um, how he then you know uh, kind of like fell out with the government and all the things that happened in between. So I hope that they show some of the tie-in between like Watchmen. Um, the comedian and how he inspired Peacemaker and so on. If they tell that story, I think I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see how they do this. Um, but it's always fun seeing like spinoffs like these, uh, um, you know, kind of grow legs and take off. Um, I just hope that this story is told the right way. Because James Gunn did a phenomenal job here. Uh, we got to see who takes the helm on it. Well, so yeah, so James Gunn is essentially creating the series, but I don't know if but he's, he's not directing. directing. Uh, or you say you don't know? Maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm because I'm trying to look up the credits here, and uh, it does look like he's involved in some capacity. I it it kind of looks like he might be directing. Um, so if he is, then I guess we might get more of what the fuck we got with su- the Suicide Squad. In case you know, in in that case, cool. You know, um, I think nobody's really going to object to that. Uh, everybody seemed to unanimously sort of. Uh, enjoy at least even if you didn't think it was um, I had my issues with the Suicide Squad but I still enjoyed it I still enjoyed it as a, as a movie so um, and, absolutely and John Cena uh, did I, I feel like it did a great job with uh, Peacemaker um, uh, especially given like what he was given to sort of work with I think he he fit that pretty well um, and uh, and hopefully he has kind of like an Idris Elba type of uh, character to sort of bounce off of you know because uh, i felt like that's where he was at his best was when he was going back and forth with uh yeah that chemistry with, on, on um uh, in the most recent suicide squad was like spot on so yeah, hopefully he does have that counterpart because i feel like this type of character needs some type of balance yeah for sure for sure um okay uh so then uh, aside from that uh we get we're getting a triplets uh with tracy morgan joining danny devito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, talk about remakes uh, and reboots and re-everything. This was something I didn't know I wanted, and I still don't want. I don't don't care for this. Uh, For one, I I didn't really care for twins. Um, It was was kind of at that point in in Schwarzenegger's 90s run where he was starting to lose a little steam. You're starting to lose a little steam here. That's this is when like True Lies and all that stuff came started to come out. I think right when did uh 
uh, Twins came out. No, I think True Lies came out oh, maybe shit. a little I'm, bit later. I'm lying like a motherfucker. Twins came out in the fucking 80s. This is a lie. This is like before. Yeah, this was like this was like when he did like in the heart of the uh, what is this like Kindergarten Cop? Um, yeah. Uh, what was the movie where he Fuck. had like the Twins is the, old the, as shit. Yeah, what was that? What was that movie where he had like the ticket and he was? Oh, it was like action movie or action hero, or whatever. Uh, the last action hero. Last action hero. I think this was Underrated around that movie, time. By the way, can we spend like twenty seconds talking about? Oh the last my god, hero? that movie Underrated. is fucking great. There's fucking, nothing wrong was, with that movie. It was great. Uh, I want to go back and you know what? I might go back. I and might watch, watch that movie tonight. tonight. I might do it. I might. Do it. <laughs> we might have to report back next week to see if it still holds yeah. up. It's been years. It's been at least like a Yo, decade or two since I've watched. I that. wonder which platform is going to have that. I be, it better not be Peacock or some stupid <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, Peacock and their commercials. Uh, they have nothing but endless fucking commercials. And you know what's so funny? You know what I noticed on Hulu? This is a complete sidebar, but uh, so. Hulu usually has because I don't have like the fancy whatever that you can skip commercials and stuff. Oh, you've uh, got the commercials. I've got the commercials. Uh, Yikes! You sick part, piece of shit. <laughs> hey, commercials. Look, <laughs> hey, look, man, I got I, I got bills to pay. All right, I don't. <laughs> I, I, um, but uh, so what I noticed was that when we were watching uh Love Island, UK, there were no commercials. For everything else, mm. there's commercials. But for Love Island, which they know they want you to binge, no commercials for you. Yeah. Very I guess some advertisers are just like, yo, we don't, we don't, don't put our shit on that shit. Like, we don't want our no, ads running. No, because really, like, Hulu gets to dictate, like, what ads play, period. Meaning that whether you're watching this show or that show, it's going to be basically the same ads that you're going to be seeing. Um, so what I think that they're doing is knowing that you're going to be what, or you, they want you to binge this particular show and they want you never to stop an episode. Uh, just don't put any commercials in that, put all your commercials into like other shit that, you know, people are already like that. They, they, you don't really care if they binge it or not. You just, you know, care that they, they watch the series itself. Um, especially shit that they, you know, that people aren't, aren't isn't binge worthy you know um like the yeah true tale, right? I, also not, not a good show to just like cut off with a commercial you can't be like three new boys are about to enter the villa but first open up a checking account with wells fargo <laughs> like it just doesn't mix <laughs> well i no, i think it i think it does because they have some natural breaks uh in the in the in the show that would allow you to enter in a commercial um but i think that they i, I personally think that they purposely took those out so that uh so that yeah you could just watch the fuck out of the show and and not care um but uh let's see about the last action here we came a long way from the last action hero um, yeah yeah i don't know how we got here but uh well the last action hero is currently sh- hbo max Woo! Watch w. Night. <laughs> Dubs. although HBO max yeah. does have a shitty app though but i'm not gonna lie um it, yeah yes, it, it's tr- not the best you know what I hate? How, what they don't do? They don't like if you when you uh, when you're um, scrolling through, right? Like let's say you're like you, you land on a movie or a show. Uh, what what I feel like Netflix and Hulu do well is like they tell you they give you like that one or two second uh, sentence synopsis and they tell you like what the shit is about. HBO Max forces you to click into it to like read about the thing, and then if you decide you don't want to watch it, you gotta click out. So they add that extra step. Very fucking annoying. Yeah. Very annoying. They like they should like they had all this time to learn from Netflix of like how to do it right, but instead they were like, you know what, let's make our shit just a little bit more difficult. 
for no well, reason. Maybe, maybe that's the, well, yeah, maybe that because if you go through the trouble of clicking on it, I've noticed this myself. If you go through the trouble of clicking on it, it there's a party that's like, oh god, do I have to click back now and then fucking start the search all over again, or do I just roll the dice with this shitty ass movie or show that I'm I'm trying to watch? Um, I feel like you. You much anxiety that causes, though. Like, you know, this is not a marriage. I just want to be able to step in and step out. You know what I mean? Let me just peek in, peek out. Right? Like, they just need to get better at like the metadata tagging. Right? Like, when I go to a tile that features a show or a movie, it should say like, it should give me the rating, like how many stars out of five. You know, it should tell me like what category it's in. Is it horror? Is it action? Is it suspense, thriller, whatever, whatever? It should give me like a little quick one or two sentence synopsis of the show. Um, and what Netflix does really well is like when you go over to something, like when you click into something, it'll start like playing the trailer for it, right? So you can at least get a little bit of like uh, uh, vi some visuals behind it. Um, uh, HBO Max doesn't do that. They're just like, yo, do you want to watch it or not? Come in, come in or get out. Like th that's what HBO treats HBO Max treats you like. And you got to pay twenty dollars at the door to get into like any HBO film or show. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, triplets, uh, I, I didn't really care for twins. It was stupid. Um, I liked and, it. I don't know what you're talking about. You're tripping. That was a great movie. I didn't care for it. Uh, I thought it was whack. Uh, because I, I would turn on twins and I'm like, wait, Arnold, you're not blowing shit up. I, what the fuck? Come on, bro. Uh, I it was, you, it had all the uh, great elements, right? Cheesy 90 comedy or, 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 or sense or humor. 80s comedy. Um, yeah, 80s, true. Um, you know, it had a little bit of action. It was super funny. Um, Danny DeVito and 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger are like, you know, uh, today's version of like, a, or yesterday's version of uh, The Rock and uh, and, <laughs> and Kevin, Kevin Hart, <laughs> right? These two, these two that seem like a, such an odd combo, right? But like their their like on screen chemistry, their their personalities, their sense of humor just mesh so well. Um, I think I'm not going to say this is like perfect timing, but like, it's just like really interesting, odd timing that like, just seems like it's going to work, uh, especially with like the addition of Tracy Morgan here, um, who's someone who is just like oddly funny. I'm not going to say I love Tracy Morgan's uh, comedy. I've seen his stand-up specials. I've seen him in a bunch of shows and movies. I think he's a funny guy. He doesn't always hit for me, but you put him with like Danny DeVito, who's still very funny, if you watch uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I feel like over time has gotten, um, his sense of humor has just gotten better over time. You know, he's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, uh, not Al Pacino, but uh, Robert De Niro, right? In, in Robert, De Niro, Robert De Niro's early career, if you look at a lot of the films he did, they were like very serious and very funny, uh, a very serious, like very intense movies. And over time, you know, you see him doing like Meet the Fockers and these like, films with like a you know a, a comedic sense of humor edge um i feel like that's what's happened with arnold over time um so uh, no, i don't know i feel like this is gonna really. work yeah i don't know i still don't see arnold as like a funny dude uh or just like i don't know i, I just don't find it to be a, a humor i never found twins to be humorous but what's interesting about this sort of uh reboot if you will uh was that eddie murphy was supposed to be the uh the third uh twin uh and then they got um and then uh, I, I think because um uh because he got booked up after coming to america um 
they were like, all right, we got to make an audible here. So, uh, so they, 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 they booked the, uh, the next best available black dude who people find, uh, to be funny, uh, is uh, Tracy Morgan, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Tracy Morgan, I feel like, I feel like he works, right? Cause he's kind of like in between. He's not like, uh, um, he's not as like short and chubby as Danny DeVito, but he's still chubby, um, a little bit taller, not as, you know, in shape as, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, so he's like definitely like I got a little bit of both. Um, still funny, really like odd, quirky, kind of like a style of comedy. I feel like it works. Chris Rock could have worked too. Chris Rock would probably Gener- work better. I, I I feel like that that's way more appealing to me than, than Tracy. Morgan. I I too don't really care for uh for for Tracy Morgan all that much, but you know whatever. It is yeah, what it Chris is. Rock would have definitely. I'm not gonna say it would have been better because we haven't seen this thing yet, right? So we don't know what it's gonna look like or feel like or sound like, but. Um, just looking at like the the actors down that line, right within that general age group of who would have worked, um, Chris Rock would have been like you know someone who's I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he was high up on their list. Uh, who knows how much money he's asking for these days though? Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, that's that's happening sometime soon. Uh, uh, last but not least, um, we have Cry Macho coming out this week, which is yet another turn from uh, Clint Eastwood. This dude's 8,000 years old and still somehow not only acting in, but directing movies, uh, the same movie as well. How the fuck he does it? I don't fucking know. I don't know what necromancer is keeping this dude alive, but um, uh, this is yet another movie where he, you know, finds some immigrant person, befriends them, and just calls them all sorts of fucking terrible fucking names and then it's like but aren't i kind of a good person because i'm trying to to reach across and be friends you know somebody who's who i you wouldn't usually be friends with isn't this cute no motherfucker stop making these goddamn movies <laughs> it'd be fucking cute if you just fucking let somebody else direct some shit or act as some shit yeah uh that'd be fucking better you know instead of fucking giving us the same goddamn story every single fucking time this is yeah, like apparently he's going to go like to like mexico and he has is his job to like bring somebody back i don't fucking know dude he's i'm i'm through with these clint eastwood movies. yeah I, I, after in his next Reno, movie he's gonna I, go to like lebanon or egypt yeah, or like it's, gaza he's gonna be at the gaza yeah. he's gonna be driving a, a, a chevy pickup truck like down the gaza strip just arresting like saving refugees but also like like being low-key racist to them too oh, yeah, so like, yeah. he could yeah. die at, he might he might be dead right now he might have just died like that's how fucking old he is um but respect uh, sure. to Clint Eastwood for like still doing shit, right? Like sure. when I when I turn 132, like I think that's how old he is. <laughs> I hope that I can someone would still respect me enough to be like, oh yeah, you wanna you wanna do that thing? You wanna like make a movie or you wanna like leave the house? Whatever, whatever the thing is, right? Like I hope they would respect me enough. Leave the house. <laughs> Yeah, just sit your fucking old ass down. That's how I that's how I would treat him. But like, you know, if you want to make a movie, leave the house, act, direct, whatever it is. I hope someone respect me and love me enough to let me do what Clint Eastwood is doing. Yeah. No, uh, I for one, I don't even I I this is gonna sound very grim, but I do not wish to be as old as uh, Clint Eastwood Clint Eastwood. At that point it's kind of just like what am I doing here? Like this <laughs> I I've watched my kids get to a ripe old age and and now they're getting older too. And, uh, and no, yeah. just come on, just let's just I was talking with my thing up. I was talking with my girlfriend about this. My cutoff point is when I can no longer wipe my own ass. 
right? Like I think that is, is when I don't I don't want to get to the point where I can't wipe my own ass. I feel and, and I, I fully understand that I, I might be regretting all of this. That God's like, oh, okay, oh, you don't, yeah, see, you, don't he, you don't want that time. Okay, cool, cool. Here's cool, my cool. dream way to go, right? Like the last time I take my like old shit and I wipe my ass, and then I'm like, ah, my you know my shoulder feels a little bit funny. I'm like, damn, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I had the dignity to pull up my pants and buckle my belt and tuck in my old shirt. Um, and I just go lay in my bed. Then I die. I don't want to die on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. Well, I mean, you're dead. So, you know, who gives a shit at that point? But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I wish to be old enough to see my kids get older, to see my grandkids. Uh, but I don't wish to be old enough to where it's like, they're just going to have to take away my license because I can't drive anymore. I, I that's it, we're. Well, I mean, by then, you know, Tesla's already driving themselves. So, like, I don't think we're going to have the same problem our grandparents (laughs) had when it comes to asking for self-driving cars for like the last like two decades yet to really deliver on this promise. What have you not? Do you know? Have you ever heard of a car company called Tesla? I've heard of Tesla uh, or Tesla is like the main cars on the road. Unless a car is like the main fucking like unless they start putting self-driving systems in like a fucking Toyota. I don't, it's not like a thing to me yet. So like Tesla's and a lot of like other like luxury cars have like the self, um, yeah. um, the, the automated self-driving systems. What? Uh, luxury? I mean, yeah. but like te- Tesla's are a fairly affordable. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I'm, what I'm, what I'm, if to you say- like, <laughs> if you like, uh, you know, I'm not going to say like, if you went to college and got a good job, but like, if you're just like a hardworking person, who's like decent with your money, like the, I feel like the average person can afford a Tesla. Maybe a used uh, one, not not the new one. Yeah, went off of eBay. Um, Certified pre-owned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cars.com. Um, but what I guess what I'm, what I am saying is that they're not the predominant car on the road. What I'm like, I I don't feel like I'm gonna buy into this whole self-driving thing until like a majority of the cars on the road are self-driving. Right now, there's two. There's still so many fucking stupid assholes out there on the road that it's I can't. You can't say we're in the self car driving age like we're not unless we yeah, well, unless like I want no, but, but i'm talking about i'm talking about like 50 years from now right when like when we're in our 70s right and when we're tired and all that stuff dude like that's our that's 50 called, years from that's now our 80s that's called our 80s and i do i'm, I'm not sure if i i would like to that's true that. i didn't do my math right yeah. <laughs> 50 years from now when we're in our 80s yeah. they're definitely going to have self-driving cars i mean you look at how far Maybe. we've come in the past 20 years Maybe twenty I, years I, I've ago, told, I've been told hovercrafts were going to be a thing. Still not a thing. Yeah. Do you remember uh, what the two thousand and one Toyota Corolla looked like? Wasn't a, it, it looked wasn't a hovercraft? Like, it wasn't. But like now, we have self driving Teslas. That's it. So That's in fifty in, in fifty years, Elon. In fifty years, we're gonna have in fifty years we're gonna have like much better shit. So trust me, eh, we'll be fine. Maybe. My, maybe is is what I what I'll say to that. Anyways, uh, let's move the fuck on here, dude. Let's let's get to our first uh, kind of main thing here. Uh, we get a trailer for Hawkeye, dude. Um, so this is a series obviously based on Marvel's Hawkeye, uh, and basically centering on the adventures of young Ad- Avenger Kate Bishop, uh, who took on the role after the original Avenger Clint uh, Barton. Um, and this is 
created by Jonathan uh, Igla uh, and multiple writers, of course, uh, and starring Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld, or Steinfeld uh, Florence Pugh, uh, for those who can remember her from Black Widow, uh, as well as Vera uh, Formiga. Uh, it is due out November 24th of this here year of the Lord. Uh, so without further ado, I think we're going to we're going to we're going to get on with uh, with uh, Hawkeye, the trailer for Hawkeye. Yeah. This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past has caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the most wonderful time. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. With the kids Things have gotten more complicated. Yeah, listen, Marvel's been on a roll, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I, at this point, you just trust it, right? Like, yeah. Marvel's like, you know, it's like 30 years ago, and when your doctor just told you whatever, and you just trusted what the fuck they said because they were a doctor, you just, yeah. that, that's what Marvel does. You, you trust no, it. You don't ask any questions. You don't do your own research. It's not like the, you know, coronavirus where everyone thinks like they know more than the fucking scientists. Uh, I'm not going to question Marvel. I don't need to do any more research. They say it's good. It's good. That's it. That's it. That's all I need to know. Wait. Uh, so, so I take it you you actually did like WandaVision then? You know what? One. One. WandaVision was just like you know it's it was like the you know the, the second COVID shot. It was like oh fuck okay you know like. I got the first one. I guess you need to do two. I'll go do the second one too, just to make sure we're all, um, you know, squared away. Um, it, it wasn't as like, you know, in, exciting as like the first shot, knowing that I right, shit, I'm no longer like at like super risk anymore. I just did it because it's just a part of the process. But yeah. um, 99% of the times, except for one division, which was the one percent, um, they hit. And granted, I mean, they've they've done shit like Iron Man three and. Um, Captain Marvel, um, but you know, Kobe didn't make every shot. Still, a, a, a absolute legend. All right, Marvel yeah. rarely misses. 
Uh, this doesn't look like a miss. I think it's going to hit perfectly during the holiday season. It's going to be like, you know, fun holiday shit, but still very much Marvel. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see how Florence Pugh plays into this, because if we're tracking the timeline correctly, this is immediately after the events. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, this is. Uh, so like uh, Black Widow ended in which, you know, Clint and Natasha went to get the soul stone from Vormir. What? Who hasn't? No, if you haven't seen Endgame by now, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, this is not a spoiler alert. You're just late. Um, so they went to Vormir to get the Soul Stone. Natasha sacrificed herself. And at the end of Black Widow, this is a spoiler. Um, uh, who's the agent that comes to talk to Florence Pugh's character? Um, uh, uh, what's her name? She was in Friends. Uh, not Friends. Uh, Seinfeld. What's the actress yeah, Julie, from Seinfeld? Um, Julia. Julianne Dreyfus. Um, uh, or Julia, Julia Dreyfus. 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 Uh, yeah. So basically, she delivers news to like Florence Pugh's character that like um you know like Clint Clint was responsible for Natasha's death. So now uh, Florence Pugh's character is going to be on this like hunt for Clint, and I feel like this is picking up there. Um, that's it. Sounds like it's, it seems like it's going to be a really interesting t- um story. The trailer looked good. I don't see anything wrong with this. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that was really boring uh <laughs> um i don't know usually you want trailers to at least give you something to like hold on to that didn't give me anything to like really be excited about it's like oh another person who shoots arrows just like hawkeye cool 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 cool, cool. um didn't really find hawkeye that all that interesting and i think that might be part of what the problem is is i really don't care about his character in and of himself you know um I mean, he's good when I feel like he's around other people. He's a good thing to, like, bounce off of. But making him sort of the focal point, I don't know, dude. I, it's just boring. <laughs> if I'm being honest here, like, I, I'm sure it'll be cool. But just, the, like, the trailer was just boring, dude. I, I don't know. It, it just wasn't, it, it wasn't like, oh, it didn't have enough, like, explosions or this or that. It's just like, it's like, oh, this is just a Hawkeye meets another archer. You know what it gave me? It gave me um uh, fucking what is that Bruce Willis movie? Die Hard. It gave me Die Hard vibes, like Christmas um, shit. But like, there's still very much a lot of people are gonna die. Uh, so I don't. I, I like that aspect of it. It's just hitting during the holiday season. I think it's gonna who'd be perfect you, who'd timing. Who did you uh, steal that off of? You didn't come up with that because I saw that too. That Die Hard. Shit. You did. Where'd you, where'd you see that? Yeah, I saw it um, too. I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas. This is hitting during Christmas. It yeah, had the whole you, Christmas my vibe. My point is that you didn't make that connection yourself. You clearly jacked it from. Who did you jack it from? Uh, credit them appropriately, good sir. One hundred percent. That was an original <laughs> thought. <laughs> I, I mean, I literally just talked about the holiday, the Christmas angle here, and this is a, a Christmas action movie. And what is the most famous Christmas action movie of all time? Die Hard. This is not a, a it's not a difficult thing. You're just, Wait, is a we're just connecting Christmas, dots here. A Halloween or a Christmas movie? That's a Christmas movie, right? A nightmare uh, I would put that in the Halloween category. I know it's really? Nightmare Before Christmas, but it's see, it's more scary to me than Christmassy. It's more Halloween well, than Christmassy, and that's an animated be, movie, right? Yeah, it's an animated. Uh, did you, ever, you have you ever watched it? Um, I scared the shit out of me. I never watched it. No. <laughs> Even wow. as a grown man, scared of a nightmare before. Everybody knows this about me, except for my girlfriend, who like forces me to watch 
uh, horror movies. Like I do not. That's my least favorite genre. I don't find horror movies interesting. Uh, they scare the shit out of me. I can't fucking sleep. I got to be at work in the morning. I have no business watching horror movies. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was one of them. Yeah, fair enough. All right, that was uh, that was a trailer for uh, Hawkeye due out November twenty fourth of this here year. Um, yeah, moving along um, to our second trailer. So, uh, we get a trailer for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Uh, do I even need to introduce the story uh, or the synopsis for uh, West Side Story? We all know it. Um, sharks, jets, Maria, some other, some white dude or other dude, I forget his fucking name they get together trying to get together amidst the gang warfare west side story okay if you don't know the story by now well then fucking get a life uh so obviously like i said directed by steven spielberg uh written by tony kushner uh starring angel uh elgort uh rachel zegler Ariana uh, Du Bois uh, and David Alvarez and uh, coming out December 10th of this year. Uh, without further ado, West Side Story trailer. Tonight, tonight, the world is This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life, a home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm gonna think for myself. Tony, we need you if we're going to war. Who are you? Friend or foe? If you go with him, no one will ever forgive you. Life matters even more than love. Side story trailer first reaction. I usually don't like singy dancey shit, yeah. But uh, you know, we did uh, do you, we did we do the review for Brooklyn Heights? Yeah, we did. We, we talked about Brooklyn. we did, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? 
it was pretty good. I didn't hate it. Um, this movie, you know, it looks like uh, the 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 West Side Story that we're we're familiar with. Obviously, the story is not going to change much. Is at least I hope they don't depart too much from like the core stories and themes um, from the original. Um, just with like maybe like a new perspective or a new lens. Um, obviously, the production value on this is going to be a lot greater. Uh, it, it looks good. It sounds good. It has that squishy face gringo in there that from uh, the movie Baby Driver. I like that kid. Um, uh, at, at first glance, there's nothing about this film to me that looks terrible. Uh, would I watch this if I were if I were up late one night and I just had a glass of whiskey and I smoked a blunt and I couldn't find anything else to watch, which is a very specific situation here. Would I watch this? Yeah. Is that a very specific situation? I feel like I, I feel. I mean, like, if uh, it has to be between one and one and two a.m. when I start the movie, because I'm not starting it before one. I'm not starting it before one. I'm not starting it after two a.m. I'd have to have had a glass of whiskey and a blunt. So yeah. you got to hit. Me, you got to get me at the right time. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. This is the second trailer in a row where it just didn't really excite me uh, for the product. And I, I maybe I'm coming off of a, the, the Matrix high where I fucking watched the Matrix trailer and I was like losing my mind. Like, fuck, I, I got to see this right now. Um, but seeing this was kind of just like, and you know what? This brought me back. Uh, it brought me back to, because, and they, they started with that song tonight. I don't even know if that's what the song's called, but it's got the word tonight in it a bunch of times. Uh, but uh, it brings me back to like music class back in like middle school. Uh, Cause that was, that was my first time watching West Side Story was in uh, music class uh, when I was in like seven, seventh or eighth grade. One of those two, I'm pretty sure seventh. Uh, we watched, we watched a lot of things. Uh, I think we watched um, Guys and Dolls, which now looking back on it, it was pretty highly inappropriate for, <laughs> for middle schoolers to be watching. Uh, uh, but we watched Guys and Dolls as well as uh, uh, West Side Story. Uh, I have a fond memory. Like, I got a little bit of chills. I'm not going to lie, watching the trailer. But it was because of the nostalgia of it. It wasn't because I thought the thing looked really interesting or, like, there was, like, a different sort of, like, thing about it. Um, and, I, I th- again, this is kind of, like, my, my recurring problem with these properties that just keep getting sort of, like, rehashed is that if you're going to update it, update it in a way that like what I would have loved to have seen is for them to update it, perhaps with the same sort of motif. Right. But maybe just update it like uh, maybe this is like in the 90s instead of like the 80s or 70s, wherever, whatever time period this was supposed to be mimicking. Uh, but it felt like it was still the same time period as the original. And it's kind of just like, nah, like update, maybe update that a decade or two. Like we've moved about you know 50 years since since the west side story upgrade that time a little bit you know to, to give us yeah, something I mean, a little, I feel like little it, different so like this this story kind of tells uh, well this tells a story at a point in time in which like um i believe it's brooklyn right uh is it brooklyn or queens um that like Somewhere this west side story is being told in yeah I'm, hell's uh, kitchen so, yeah, someone's gonna be someone's gonna be upset but i think it's i think it might be the brooklyn or queens right when like um a large like puerto rican population or hispanic population um begins like move into this part of new york and then like you know the um you know predominantly white neighborhood is now a little bit more diversified than it used to be that's where you had the the battle between like the sharks and um what what is it what what is the other one the Um, jets the sharks and the jets right yeah i guess my problem with that though is is that that dynamic never really changed uh maybe you could argue in new york but 
but even within New York, you're still having this sort of dynamic of, oh, that's them people over there. This is our people, right? And our neighborhoods being sort of taken over. Like you, it's it's a never ending thing. You you could even lift the things that were said in that trailer. You can lift them from news headlines today. You know, as far yeah, as yeah, and, and that's what I was yeah. getting at is like if they're gonna retell the story, they might as well retell it in like 2019, yeah. um, or, or or better yet, maybe like go back a few years further, like 2014, 2015, where um, you see a lot of like uh, um, like gentrification coming back into like Brooklyn, and it's like uh, now now we're taking this shit back. So like now it's you know, it's still very much the shark versus jets, but uh, rent's just gone up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our wages aren't keeping up with inflation so <laughs> yeah so we're just trying to blame or, or now it's the sharks and the jets versus like commercial real estate contractors and developers <laughs> and the banks like that's the real west side story now interest <laughs> they, rates they, are they through the roof they should have did this in the heart of the uh they, they should have uh the time period should have been the heart of the uh uh, the 2008 uh, financial crash. Uh, this should have been the, uh, the, the the Jets and the Sharks uh, and, and see versus like landlords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that could be literally right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, man. Um, that was the trailer for West Side Story. Uh, again, I, and I've made no qualms about this. I don't even know what the fuck qualm stands for, but I stand by my my right to use it. Um, it sounded good though. You should have kept yeah. going with it. No one would have questioned Usually it. I do. Usually I would. Usually I would just keep uh, keep going with something like that. But I decided to be uh, very very uh, self aware. Um, but uh, I have no 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 issues with it. Um, ah fuck! Now I lost what the fuck I was gonna say. Uh, what the fuck? It was something. Yeah, I don't know, but I. Th- I don't know if you were going to make a transition to this Christopher Nolan story or if you no, were uh, really no, no, going to no. tie was, that up with a bow. Yeah, it was something that I was going to end on. Uh, fuck. Yeah, whatever. Lost it. Uh, this is what happens when you do a live show, dude. You, 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 yeah, or something you're just, comes into your brain. What am I? Getting? You're getting older. Yeah, dementia is starting to kick in. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so you, was, Stallone. Oh, the, you might. You, they could have That's casted you. for twins or triplets triplets Um, uh uh spielberg uh so i've made no 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 you know uh um short you know i I, i've i've made it publicly known that i I don't necessarily care for spielberg and his his work uh i'm not going to say that 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 means i don't like any of his work I, i love minority airport I thought that was like a super interesting movie uh and he brilliant brilliantly directed the color purple Mm-hmm. One of the all-time best movies. Like, you, it's hard to argue that, right? Everybody. Did he do Jaws? Yeah, I don't. I don't care for the Jawses of the world. I don't care for uh, ET. Um, I didn't really like ET either. Yeah, uh, Jaws was you, good. You could say for the point Sh- in time in which Schindler's it was made, it was list, good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Schindler's List uh, was pretty good. I've never. I've never been th- all the way through Schindler's list. I've always gotten to like maybe three quarters of the movie and then something happens where I can't finish it. Um, uh, so I've got, I got to sit down and finish Schindler's list, but you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like the, e- the ET version of Spielberg. I don't like, I just don't care for color purple yeah. Spielberg. I, I, I have much affection for. So, uh, we'll see what this turn with uh, the West Side Story. I, my feeling is it's just going to be a basically a, just like a rehash of everything that we got with <laughs> yeah, the original yeah, West Side I, Story. 
with remakes like this, I mean, you already have the framework, right? The skeleton's already there. You just got to like build a story around it, right? Um, so uh, I'm not going to say that like this isn't going to be, there wasn't a lot of like hard work and thought. Sorry, there's a bug right here. I'm not going to say there wasn't a lot of like hard work and thought put behind it. Um, but a remake like this, as long as you don't depart too far from the original thing, like just, just you know, retell the same great story that's already been told just in a different way, it's, it's going to be hard to fuck this up. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, to, to, I agree with you though. Like, I, I like a lot of the stuff Spielberg has done, but like, if I were to give you my, my list of like top five favorite directors, I don't know if he's going to be like at the top or even in the top five. Um, and, you know, like Schindler's List, for example, like that movie's on my list, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I don't like, I, I don't really, for me, I don't really have like any type of like a, like, like wanting to go see that i've already seen what i feel like are the best uh um spielberg movies and uh you know i'm gonna keep moving forward but i'm definitely not gonna go back and watch old spielberg stuff because well, i don't like love the work he's done nobody's threatening your life to go back and watch schindler's list i just i i i just know that it's one of those movies that everybody always talks about as being one of the greatest movies um you know, when when there's a list of like what's one of the best movies of all time, Schindler's List is uh is is always on that list. And and also too, I feel like when I when I tried to watch it, I was just too young to really sort of. Uh, uh, I mean, it. for me, it's like E. T. Too. I don't think I've ever watched E. T. from my like beginning to end. But like you know, it Dude, was okay. Did, hey, I'm not gonna go back and watch it. Like I I because I I was like man, you know, like I even as a kid I hated E. T. And I was like, man, maybe I, I just didn't give it a fair shake. And then I went back and watched. It. I was like, nope, I definitely didn't like it. Um, <laughs> and so, anyways, I, I'm just trying to be fair to 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 a lot of the work that was, you know, that um that came before this time period that that we're in now. Because I feel like what happens sometimes is we have uh we have the ability to credit the work that's done now as if it was the originator of certain things. And it's the truth is it's, it's not, it's all it's building blocks, right? That we wouldn't get a lot of the things that we have now if it weren't for those things that came before it. So I'm trying to give those things some type of um, fair shake in terms of like going back and just watching them and, and, and um, seeing how they measure. And, up and, and, and you know? yeah. And when you watch it, keeping in consideration the time it was made yeah, right yeah. like that's definitely like uh, something that you have to keep in mind because a lot of people just like oh this shit sucks like the graphics are terrible well yeah it was made in 1992 like well yeah. it's hard dude uh it's it's really fucking hard dude uh so i, I was trying to watch um i went back and watched tron um tron legacy uh, no just the original tron and oh, i was shit. like watching it like this is I, I actually do like tron uh don't get me wrong i actually do like the movie but dude, I was just like, after seeing Tron Legacy, it's kind of just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> it's just like, like, like you have to be super nostalgic to tell me that. I mean, you could argue that Tron itself, like the original movie, was probably a better story maybe than Tron Legacy, even though I don't know if I believe that necessarily. Um, but it's just looking at those graphics, they're just wildly different, dude. Like the, the just, it's just, it's almost like upsetting to have to go back to the original Tron and watch that in comparison. Um, so, so yeah, <laughs> whenever somebody tough. says something is upsetting, they feel strongly about the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I, I watched a movie recently too. It was, um, uh, a movie I watched with my, with my daughters, uh, is, is 
mom's on a date with a with a vampire or something like that like mom's date with the vampire yeah. um and there was a scene in which like you know the vampire dracula turns into a bat i do i swear to god if you, if you give me like adobe sweets like all of the <laughs> like all of the different like little tools and you know some like uh, if you give me like premiere pro or or, or or whatever like video editing so i i feel like i could do a better job but again like the yeah, tools that the i would best, have yeah they did the best that they could do with what they fucking had you know um yeah you know but but that's what makes movies like terminator 2 like that's what makes that much more of like an anomaly where everything just looks so fucking great in t2 that you're just like wait when did this come out and it's like oh like in 92 and you're like what <laughs> what the fuck was everybody else doing like <laughs> did they not did they couldn't they hire the same fucking editors and uh fucking you know uh computer graphics people like they, the fuck happened? do you think people back then knew the future was gonna be so much better so they were like you know what uh, let's, let's not even try it's 92 no one's gonna care about this year no i think the the uh level of acceptance was clearly like you know like you accepted it because it wasn't it wasn't bad right so if you go back to like 92 93 they're not going to be like oh this looks horrible they'll be like oh yeah that looks cool because they're that's what what the common thing was right uh uh the movies like terminator 2 were, were like kind of the outliers where it's just like wait this is like on a fucking different scale right now this looks insane you know um i i think those were the exception not the rule that's like something coming out the, today and like uh like ex machina right um movie it, like it, it's it's got a lot of fucking cgi in that movie uh because of just the nature of the movie um yeah but you don't really like watching it is like holy shit like they just made this look really fucking good um yeah for sure uh, uh but you know to us it kind of just looks like Eh, because we're so many years just now or even removed from that, you know, that, you know, kind of like that's like the new standard. Right. So I feel like we yeah. go through these like cycles, like every like 10 years where uh, our level of acceptance is just different. Although I can't say the same for video games. For some reason, video games have like really plateaued, dude. I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I felt like we should be basically getting lifelike people, you know, in video games. But it just looks like. Now just, it's more like Fortnite, just, where it's like kind of gone back to the more like yeah. Uh, I feel like video games now look like video game characters now look like Crash Bandicoot. Like, you know, <laughs> like they're just very like gimmicky and and like silly um, instead of being like you know this looks like almost like real life. Um, yeah, but so but I think it's like video games have gone back stuff. to like let's have fun with this. Yeah, even the real life stuff still kind of looks like no, nah, this is definitely like a video game. By by this day and age, twenty twenty one. I would have thought, yo, we're basically seeing like mirrors of ourselves here. Uh, but yeah, no, no such thing. No such thing. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. We got GTA six coming out. So um, I, I haven't played video games in years, but they've been, yeah. they've been creating uh, GTA six for like the past 10 years. So I feel like when that video game comes out, I might, I might dial back and become a gamer. No, nah, I wouldn't do that, dude. If they've been creating the game for the last 10 years, then you know how outdated this game would have to be. Because they can't just throw out their old or, shit because it's a decade later, so they got to keep all that old shit in there. Well, well, they're doing a lot of what like Fortnite did with like world building, right? So it's not like uh, it's not like the graphics are going to be old. They're going to constantly like be updating that stuff. But it's like the uh, the playing field or the world in which you can play is going to be like absolutely massive, and it's going to continue to build on itself as you play the game. Uh, there's going to be a lot of like AI components where it's going to like learn from you. 
um, which just takes the playing experience like a whole new level. So like when that comes out, you know, if they even have more PI PS5s available, I, I'm probably, probably going to get that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I never really was a big fan of, I've never been a fan of like simulation games of like games that like not even like Miami Vice or the other it was like GTA Four Miami Vice what no no that was one of the best ones Uh, I never really fucked with the Sims um I I feel like there's an element of it of like not boredom but like oh like the whole point here is just to go fuck people up and it's just like I, I find that interesting for about five minutes and then I'm like all right. On to the next thing. Man, I remember I would just be playing like GTA 4. I'm pretty sure it was like usually three or four Miami Vice. Um, or no, was that San Andreas? Maybe it was called. But anyway, sometimes and the music in in that video game was like it was better than the shit we were, that was actually on the radio. Um, <laughs> and I remember sometimes I would just I would just play the game and I would literally just like go steal a car and just drive around the city. It was so nice. <laughs> I wouldn't even do shit. I would I would literally just drive around the city, run from the cops, beat up prostitutes, well, do yeah. all the shit I want to all like go drink, all the shit I want to do in real life. Yeah, just high speed chases on motorcycles, robbing people, stealing cars. I don't know if that's it was, uh, it was a dream. cool or uh I don't know if that's cool or frightening. Uh that that's that's what you did. Good thing they gave us a video game to do it and we never really found out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but look, let's get to our, our, our final uh, conversation here. Dude, let's talk about, uh, look, sometimes, you know, in relationships, you get to this point where you're just like, you know what? Bitch, I'm gone. Bitch, I'm gone. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, we've seen it so many times. It's, it's the stuff that Hollywood movies are, are made of, right? that there's friction in a relationship and one party is just like, yeah, fuck this shit. The other party's like, no, but I still love you. The other party's like, too late, motherfucker. Uh, you know, you you, you should have taken those uh, pole dancing classes while you still had to change. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that all the relationship was? <laughs> yeah. That that would have been the make or break the the pole dancing class. Uh, that 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 might have spiced things up a bit. No, I'm I'm shitting. But um, but yeah, we 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 get to these point, you know, in relationships where it's just like ah, we fucking had enough, right? Christopher Nolan seemed to be at that point, right? Fed up, fed up with fucking Warner Brothers, and uh. So he's been had this long lasting relationship with Warner Brothers, uh, WB, if you will. Um, and uh, that's extended all the way back to the early night, uh, early 2000s, rather. I was about to say early 90s, um, the uh, early 2000s. You know, um, he produced the, the, the Dark Knight trilogy for them, uh, you know, just whatever. All of Nolan's movies, basically all of them produced under uh, Warner Brothers, except for maybe I think a couple of them. Right. Okay, flash forward. Nolan has a hard-on for saying fuck you to streaming, right? Hate streaming because he believes in the, 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 what is it? The naturalness. I don't even know if that's, is that even a word? Naturalness? Probably, yeah. Like the natural, uh, authentic yeah, feel the authentic of, of film feel and cinema. Just film. He, like, I swear he just jerks off when, you know, when they're cutting the film. He's just like, oh, yeah, this, this is exactly what I wanted. Um, do, do, do you know the sound of like uh, of like film tape like uh, spinning through the 
um I don't even know what projector. those old machines were fucking called. Yeah, the projector machines. I feel like, he, yeah, <laughs> see? I feel like he just listens to that, like, in his headphones. Oh, just for, like, sure. Uh, for sure. The just projectors just running. Like, no no, yeah. no film actually playing, just a projector sound going. Yeah, his wife thinks that he's sleeping, but really he's listening to <laughs> the projector spinning. Yeah, um, that's it. And so, uh, and so he, he obviously loves film. Uh, and he loves the theatrical window, meaning that these extended theatrical windows of uh, 100 plus some odd days uh, where your movie only plays in theaters and plays nowhere else. Right. The world's changing, though. Then COVID happened uh, and the f- world was forced to change a lot quicker than I think that we were eventually sliding towards where basically everybody was scrambling to get their content out. You know, yeah, theaters weren't open. And so, Scarlett Johansson is still very upset at that. Uh, oh yeah, you know, she you should know. be. She should be. We, we had that <laughs> argument a while ago, but uh, but yeah, ScarJo sh- still should be pissed about that. She needs she needs her bag, uh, just like the Rock got. The Rock got his bag, uh, but he he kept that shit on the low. Anyways, I digress. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so so Nolan has this, uh, sort of like he loves keeping movies in theaters, and so what does he do? He comes out with Tenet, right? Comes out in in uh. Uh, in theaters, right? The, the movie that was supposed to usher the, the next age uh, of, or the, the the new era of uh, theatrical films. And Tenet didn't do well um, because it was fucking in the middle of a pandemic, okay? I feel like you didn't need fucking tea leaves to be able to read what the fuck was going to happen in this scenario. Uh, yeah, people were worried that- about stimulus checks, not, <laughs> you know, uh, like, Tenant or like movies or going to well, the movie theater. Well, it was so, it was kind of a bad time. So 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 that was one aspect of it, but also the, the the aspect to it where people literally couldn't go out to theaters, right? That theaters, I don't think at that point were really like opened up all the way at that point because that was coming. That was in July of last year, if I'm not mistaken. And the, like the theaters were kind of like one foot one out uh, of uh, we're gonna open some theaters up, but not all theaters are gonna be open. Um, and uh, and so Nolan was insistent that Tenet be, you know, be sort of the, the movie that welcomed everybody back to the theaters. But it wasn't even it wasn't the right time, nor was it the right movie uh, to invite people back to the theaters. Uh, and I'll say that's my dying day. I actually love Tenet. Um, but uh, it, although some other people don't don't necessarily care for the movie, but um, but I, I really like Tenet. Um, but I would have to agree, it's not the it's not the movie to get everybody back out to the theaters because it's a movie that you really kind of have to think about and you have to watch with real intent um, to understand. Yeah, what the they, they, he should have just left it to unhinged. You know that movie with Russell Crowe, just like let them take it, yeah, let yeah. them crash a and nice, burn. Simple movie uh, to get people to uh, promptly throw popcorn at the screen, um, but uh, but anyways, so so we go through that whole experience, and then Warner Brothers. Uh, it, I'm not gonna lie, Warner Brothers fucked up. Okay, like th- th- this is the point in a relationship where you know. Uh, say you know your significant other is going on a trip right then you go to a party right and it's a wild party a lot of crazy things going on at this party and then you just see that one person you're just like oh no what should i do should i just just go for it that's wb in this in this fucking scenario 
they went for it in the form of basically saying they're going to put all of their movies out on HBO Max because they were trying to grow HBO Max. Plus, they were uncertain of the future of theaters, period. So they decided we're going to put all of our movies on HBO Max and fuck everybody else. You know, uh, fuck all the directors. Fuck them all. We're just going to put our movies out on HBO Max as well as give them a theatrical release. Um, and yeah, people were not happy. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, uh, Villeneuve. Yeah, yeah, that's I pre- I'm pretty sure because I somebody corrected me uh, when we talked about him last. Denise Villeneuve, and the, the uh, director of Dune, correct? Direct. Oh, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> my word. Um, I know my shit. Apparently. Um, but uh, so he was famously he fucking, you know, read them the riot act uh, and uh, and was really pissed uh, because he has this huge movie coming out that now people are just going to be watching at home, you know, um, at least for 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 some part. And uh, and and Nolan, obviously, again, he has this sort of aggression for hating uh, theaters or hating uh, streaming in terms of his mo- movies going directly to streaming, and so Nolan was like, you know what? Okay, I saw, I saw, I heard what you did at that party. I heard, I heard what you did. Might be time to call it quits. <laughs> heard what Might you be did. Time to call it um, so I gotta give you an analogy here because I just love like throwing analogies on top of analogies. But I feel you like love uh, analogies? Cr- no, I don't. Yeah, care. I feel like <laughs> Christopher Nolan's like he's like Tom Brady in this situation, right? The relationship soured, um, and you know, relationship with Tom Brady soured in New England. His relationship with Warner Brothers soured, given this whole um, uh, tenant release situation. And now, you know, Christopher Nolan's in a situation where he's like exploring other options, right? He wants to um, uh, solidify his legacy as you know, just a standalone. Uh, director who I, I can create anywhere. I could I, just like Tom Brady. He's like I can win anywhere. I don't need Warner Brothers backing my films in order to be able to uh, produce and make great films. I I can go anywhere and be sought after by any team or any distribution company. Um, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna make them. Uh, I'm gonna make Apple. I'm gonna make Sony. I'm gonna make Universal. I'm gonna make. Netflix, everyone come to me with their best offer, and then wherever I decide to sign and go, I'm gonna I'm gonna win there too. That's yeah. what he did. Yeah. Uh, so we flash forward to basically he told WB he's breaking up with them. They were like, no, don't leave. He was like, eh, I already left. Uh, and so you know, just like LeBron did uh, when he left the the Cavs the first time. Um, you know, he, he, he's, he's made sort of a spectacle out of it in that he basically, you know, and look, there's, there's one part of me that's like, all right, get over yourself, dude. You're going to have all these fucking, you know, studios come to your, like, like the, the fuck is this bond? Like, are you, <laughs> are they coming to your lair and you're just, <laughs> you know, you're going to tell them your demands, you know? Um, but this is, if, if he was in the league, just, you know, you just talked about Tom Brady, he's negotiating. He's like, look, motherfucker. I can go to your competitor. So what do you have to offer me? That's different from your competitor. Right. And so, uh, apparently he had some pretty, uh, not even deep demands, but he had basically the same demands that he had with, uh, WB Warner brothers. Um, he wanted total creative control, which is a given. I feel like he doesn't, you know, uh, maybe early on, he might've taken notes from, from Warner brothers, but, with his, some of his later films, I'm sure he just did whatever the fuck he wanted. Uh, at least a hundred day theatrical window. 
Which a hundred days is a long time. That's a time. long fucking time, dude. I come on, like uh, it's a new day, okay, Chris? If I can call you Chris, so um, lo- thirty days is a long time. Yeah, dude. Hundred days. I don't get it, dude. Shit. How do you keep things top of mind if it's in the theater for a hundred days? Like we're in a different day and age, dude. We're in a different time. Where if your movie's in the theater for a hundred days, we've forgotten about it. Like it's. It's no yeah, longer if, in if, our fucking thought of seeing this movie. If it went into theaters in in January, like uh, in April, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, let me go see that like old fucking no, movie. Like, I've forgotten that should, it existed. It should be streaming right now. She should be able to watch it on the couch. She shouldn't have to go to like AMC to see this shit. Anyways, uh, he wanted uh, around uh, $100 million for the budget, which is pretty on par, maybe even a little less, one might argue. Um, yeah, I feel like a hundred million is reasonable for like a director of his stature, for sure. Especially with this money, um, much money that he's made, Warner Brothers. Uh, although you could argue between Tenant and uh, uh, Dunkirk, um, maybe let's dial it back a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but fair enough. Uh, you know, I'm not going to fight. Isn't him that him. crazy though? What I just said was absolutely insane when you think about it. So, like, yeah. when we're ta- talking about like what. Christopher Nolan should be given in terms of a budget for a film. We're like, yeah, hundred million. That's not unreasonable. But like, let's say your state education board is like, we want to increase education spending this year by a hundred million dollars. And to do so, we're going to have to increase uh, uh, um, state uh, resident taxes by 1%. Well, People well, would be pissed. Yeah. Well, but like the, give Christopher Nolan a hundred million. Yes. The difference is, is that people are going to recoup their money pretty much immediately. Right. With with, you know, doing this with the schools. Right. You're like trying to invest in the next generation, which you're not going to see a return on that for the next like 20 years. So if we we went to go see Tenet, I didn't recoup any of my money. No, I'm saying if the studio is giving Nolan a hundred million dollars, they're yeah, yeah. going to recoup their money. Yeah, we're not recouping shit. We're giving. We're not money. recouping shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, uh, but they're the ones who giving them, who are giving them. Money. We're not giving them the money. Um, I mean, outside of literally going to go see the movie, but they're they're fronting the money is, is what's happening. Uh, he wanted equal marketing spend, basically. I guess a comparable from that hundred million. He wanted essentially an equivalent for marketing, which isn't the craziest thing in the world. But it, fair enough. Twenty um, percent of first dollar gross. Fair enough. And here's the one I was like, okay, this is we're chill out bro uh was a blackout period where the studio would not release another movie for three weeks before and after the feature so a total basically of six weeks where he has an open window with the studio as like the only release from that studio what nigga no why would it no. <laughs> why would i do that <laughs> um you know what? Like, if there were all white people in this meeting, and somebody, and like he asked for all of this shit, and somebody, and somebody <laughs> did say that, like, nigga, what? I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> it would make complete sense. Uh, yeah. But, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy for, for, for. I feel like I, I know him at this point. I've seen all of his fucking movies. I'll call him Chris at this point. I'm happy for Chris. You know why? Because um, it's like I, when you get to this stage, and like you start to ask for just wild shit. Keep asking. <laughs> Just see how much wild shit you can get. You know what? I need, I need the best Japanese chef 
on set every day while I'm filming. I don't want you to, and I don't want to take him away from his family. I want you to bring him in, and I want fresh sushi in between takes. Now, what you do is you you bring in the best chef, sushi chef, and then you just have him be like, but I just want him to separate uh, all of my uh, M and M's. I, I I only like the red M and M's. I don't like the, any of the other ones. Uh, that's With, his job. Uh, <laughs> With a, a Hattori Hanzo blade, <laughs> yeah. like separate them with the sword that she had in fucking Kill Bill. With, uh, with the sword that actually killed Bill. The studio would be like, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way. This out. We'll find a way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, um, so, yeah, man. So he had all that. And, you know, basically, you know, he had the studio sort of come to his place to, to, to pitch uh, what they were able to give him, um, of course. And, and what interesting enough, Apple was uh, in the mix, which is curious um, because it's like, well, what? <laughs> Why would you have them in the mix since they're mainly, you know, their 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 main model is uh, streaming, obviously. Um, but Apple were, just you know, wanted to be in the room. They're like, we've got enough money to have this conversation. They certainly uh, fucking it, do. This may not work out, but you know, we've got the most money in the fucking room. Who yeah. has more money? It's Apple, right? Not Disney. Yeah, they just all they did was walk into the room and just pull out of their pockets like just big wads of cash. And we're like, look, we're, we're probably not going to close this deal with you, but we just wanted to we just want to say, hey, yeah, and just we just wanted to flex. and just fucking mean mug like the rest of everybody else and just toss the money. And just like started making it rain is like we're all rich here. You don't need to do they, this. they probably <laughs> left midway through the meeting just to show everybody how much money they have. Like, yeah, you know, we don't give a fuck. We're out. We showed, just wanted to be here really quickly. They showed up with their their souped up Teslas. It's like this is yeah, come on. What are we doing here? It's, it's <laughs> Teslas. They're not even that expensive, guys. Um, but uh, but anyways, uh, so he ended up closing a deal with Universal because they basically were just like, yeah, we'll give you everything you fucking want. Do whatever. To, and honestly, they're in the best position to give him what he want because they for somehow uh, kind of weathered the storm with this whole COVID shit, uh, as well as. Um, they are, I think, his closest in in terms of sticking to this sort of like theatrical model, right? Uh, although you can argue that they were one of the first ones to jump out there and shrink that um, the uh, the theatrical window, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Universal that made the deal with I think AMC to go uh, uh, to do. A, um, they were gonna. Uh, uh, switched to streaming after 14 days of a theatrical run um, that they were shrinking the window down to 14 days. So it's interesting that that happened, but he still went with them because they were willing to give him everything that essentially that he wanted. Um, but the only the only issue that I have with this whole scenario is, is that it's a it's, it's a fundamental one. It's that I feel like Nolan is aggressively fighting against. The change in times. And I think that he's doing that to his own detriment. This movie isn't going to come out until 2023, 2024, right? Times are changing, my guy. Like, times are changing. And I'm not saying that you should just go ahead and be like, what, I'm going to hop on TikTok and just release this movie on TikTok, right? That's not what the fuck I'm saying, right? But what I am saying is you're fighting so aggressively against this idea of streaming that it's kind of like, well, why are you creating the movie? Are you creating the movie because you want people want to tell stories or are you creating a movie um, because you think movies should be viewed a certain way? 
and I and I and I I can understand. I can understand where people like him and Scorsese, all these people are coming from, of holding on to this idea of what film is, of what movie making is, of what um, cinema is. I, I, I can fully understand their perspective, but they have to understand that times change in order to get people to view your thing. You got to adapt somewhat, right? Like you can't just be like, no, I'm just never changing. And I always want this theatrical window. Uh, I want my shit never to go to streaming unless it's like three, four months after the movies are, you know, already been in theaters. Okay, and watch as nobody watches your fucking movie (laughs) because, you know, nobody's going to like, look, we're still dealing with the repercussions of COVID, right? In like two or three years, dude, I don't like theaters are are coming back and and we're we're seeing them sort of get back at least something of what they used to be. Right. But I don't think we're ever going to get back there fully. I don't think that's ever going to happen, my dude. I just don't see. Yeah. So I think this is one of those situations where where people think that they are above like the industry, right? They're like bigger than the thing. Like, you know, it is like, um, you know, an athlete thinking he's, uh, he's, he is bigger than the game of basketball when like, mm. that's, that's never been true for anyone. Right. Cause like eventually yeah. you're going to get old and you know, the, the, the plays you used to make, like the dunks and the shots you used to make, you can no longer make that anymore. And then there's going to come uh, new players in the league who are now going to become the stars and the faces of the league. Right. And you're just going to have to adopt to being like a role player or playing a supporting role or something like that. Right. Where, so, you know, Christopher Nolan is, he thinks he's like above the film industry. Right. He's, you know, he believes himself to be like a Titan or a God of film. Right. Um, but nothing is more powerful than consumer taste right and then yeah. like you know what the consumer is asking for right you could be as great as you want to be but if you're not giving the people what they're asking for you're never going to satisfy their taste and they're eventually they're going to go get the thing that they want from somewhere else so yeah. as as great as christopher nolan is if i have to go to the movie theater to see his movie but i well, i would rather sit on my couch i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna sit on the couch and I'm going to yeah. just go for whoever's be able, whoever's able to give me the thing that I want when and how I want it. And like, that's just it. There's well, it, nothing you could do about that. And and it's really interesting because it's, it's kind of like, well, you know, for, for the, for the, for like WB doing like maybe like the day and date where basically they put the movie out on a, the streaming platform as well as, um, putting out in theaters it's kind of like well nolan like if if your whole idea is is for the purity of cinema right and and you're like well you get the the most i i specifically made this movie to be released in theaters it's like bro like it, the people who want to go watch it in like so for uh, this guy john campia uh you know who, who i watch uh his, his his videos and he's he's also kind of does what we do right um um he's like they're like he's always like angry at the fact that like uh or or thought that oh like streaming is going to be like the death of like the theaters and i'm like no it's not going to be the death of theaters theaters are essentially going to be the death of theaters because they just refuse to adapt right to times um but but even more than that it's like well the people who want to actually go out to the theaters are going to fucking go out to the theaters. It's like if you release a movie in both on streaming and theaters, it's not like I'm, I'm like, Oh man, I really wanted to see this in theaters, but I guess it's showing at home. It's like, no, if I really wanted to go see that fucking movie in theaters, I'd go see it in theaters. 
You know, if you give me the choice, I'm going to do the choice that I would have probably chosen anyways, right? So if I'm not going to go see a movie in theaters, like we haven't gone to see uh, Shang-Chi yet, um, I'm sure it's a perfectly great movie, but I don't really have like a deep interest in seeing it, right? So I've been kind of dragging my feet and going to the theaters, right? But if it yeah. was like Dunes coming out in October, I'm seeing it in the theaters. Like I can't. I know it's coming out on HBX. Don't give a fuck. I'm seeing that IMAX, everything <laughs> big, all everything's loud, everything. Yeah, I need it. You know, pay full price. I need it full. I'll pay twice for the same one for the same ticket. Uh, I won't do that. That seems uh, yeah. Not, not, but I mean, but to your point, like studios need to just be more selective about what goes to theaters and what doesn't. Right, you have to meet consumers where they want to be met. Um, otherwise, you know, you're, you're not going to meet them at all and you just lost money. So this whole notion that like, oh, this is only made for cinema. Like what if, like, what if, you know, the audience is like, hey, like we want to see your thing, but we want to see it at home. To say to them, no, you know, that's foolish because, you know, all they're going to say to you back is like, fine. Like, okay, I'll just watch the, this other thing. Um, yeah, because that's what he's going to have to come against. around eventually. That's what that's or, what they're fighting against these days. Yeah. Is they're not they're not just fighting against other movies in the theaters. That's why this whole like oh you can't have another movie show three or four uh, three weeks before and after the movie, um, his movie comes out. That's why it's kind of stupid because it's like well you realize your competition isn't the next fucking release right your your competition is fucking YouTube your competition is TikTok your your competition is attention <laughs> you know um and and that people's attentions are so divided these days amongst so yeah. many different fucking things and so that. That's your real competitor. Your competitor isn't really other fucking movies or, you know, streaming. That's not really your competitor. Your competitor is just how do you keep people's attention? And that's what the Netflixes of the world are trying to figure out. That's what the uh, uh, HBO Maxes, I guess to a lesser extent, uh, HBO Maxes of the world are trying to figure out is how can we keep people's attention um yeah. that's why they're playing around with different weird shit on like netflix of like mm, maybe we can let people adjust like the, the which I, I i think it's a horrible idea but uh adjust the speed of the movie so they can watch the movie in like two times speed or some shit like that and it's just like yeah that's terrible th- th- yeah uh they're, they're trying they're trying to hold people's attention because at the end of the day that's what everybody's in competition for these days that's why when you're fucking scrolling through instagram or whatever the fuck it is you're, you're looking at it's an endless fucking scroll because all they're trying to do is keep your attention yeah and 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 and, and, and let's say covid never happened right maybe he would be in a position to where you know he can he's still trying to dictate like the tone and and uh you know dictate the audience having to go to, to theaters to see his his films, even though, you know, the audience attention span is already being um, uh, uh, divided between like social media as well as streaming services. Right. But COVID accelerated the rate of change. Right. So um, it is as if between, you know, 2019 and 2021 and everything that happened in 2020, it accelerated, you know, the consumers, uh, I guess, departure from like the way things used to be to the way things will be. You know, five to seven years faster than than we anticipated. Where it's like, movie theaters. You know, I'm not gonna say movie theaters are done, but like, I used to love going to the movie theaters. Now my taste for that has like changed significantly. Um, and and that it's not just movies. It's with a lot of things in my life that I'm like, my taste for it has changed more rapidly than I would have ever have anticipated it to change. And uh, I feel like he's not taking that into account. So again, you're not change, You're not just fighting. Um, attention spans. You're not just fighting uh, social media. You're not just fighting streaming services. You're also fighting the uh, the the rate at which all of 
you know, societies and consumers and audiences taste has changed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's a hard fight to win. Yeah. But look, he's a fucking mega millionaire. So, you know, whatever. He'll do what he does. Uh, but yeah, yeah no be fine. to uh, Universal. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll work out all for him, you know, so. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, look, that is our show. That is our time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, hope you enjoyed. Uh, so uh, we will be back, of course, next week. Same time, same place. Um, but uh, until then, look, hit some some likes, hit some subscribes, hit some shares, you know, share this shit with anybody, everybody. Uh, that you can think of, uh, we'd very much appreciate it. Help us, help us uh, mess up this algorithm, algorithm, uh, algorithm, <laughs> real quick. You got that? Yeah, I tried to. Yeah, yeah. I, I recovered. I recovered. You know, I was, I was, I was down three zero, you know, or, or o three, right? And then I, I bounced back. You know, I, I still won in the end. Um, anyways, let me get out of here with my fucking mouth that sounds like it's you know got peanut butter in it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you. Um, but we will see you next week. Like I said, until then, we'll hit the very usual protocol. Fade out. Fade out. <laughs>